What's good, people? We are back for the first time here in 2019. Wish everyone, everyone a happy new year. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, welcome back to another episode from What's the Word Entertainment. Of course, I'm your host, Sherm, joined by a couple folks today. As always, Obed, good to see you, man. How's it going? Fantastic, fantastic. I had a great, uh, I'm grateful to see another holiday season with family, friends, and of course, you, America. Hope you had a good New Year's Eve, Sherman. <laughs> thank, thank you, man. Appreciate it. Yep, definitely did. Uh, and returning to the show this week is Chris. Good to see you. How are you, sir? I'm doing well, sir. I'm doing well. Uh, 2019, it's all about making a difference and an impact on someone's life. Um, for me, what I'm going to do is I'm going to achieve this by listening four times as much as I speak. Those are wise words by uh, former University of Louisville, former U- uh, University of Kentucky head coach Rick Pitino. So that's what I'm going to do in 2019, Sherm. All right, cool. Good stuff. Good stuff, man. So speaking of uh, New Year's and being in the new year and everything like that, as Chris, kind of Chris, you just alluded to, everyone makes always these New Year's resolutions, you know, going into the year. Obviously, a big common one is, oh, I'm going to go work out more. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to exercise or I'm going to try to eat healthier. I'm going to try to save money more. I don't know. Do you guys generally normally make you New Year's resolutions at all? I don't bet. Have you made one this year so far? Yeah. So uh, so I, I don't make New Year's resolutions because I just could never keep up with them. I felt like it was the thing to do at one point and then you never follow through with it. Right. Um, and, you know, to be honest, if you're trying to get ready for 2019, this part of the year, you probably were planning in like October of last year to set yourself up. But that's that's a whole other story. Um, <laughs> yeah. Do New Year's Eve, do New Year's resolutions matter? If they're legit goals, yes. If you're just like, this is something I know I want to do for myself and you get after it, be that person still in the gym in February, right? Uh, who's not going to be chilling with the Choco Taco on Valentine's Day, not doing anything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, uh, I don't plan on making any New Year's Eve resolutions this year or any make New Year's resolutions this year just because I already have my goals set up. I know I want to hit. I just got to stay consistent. Got to keep out of trust the process. <laughs> I feel you. Chris, I mean, other than, you know, just listening more, have you made ones in the past that you've stuck to? Or do you find yourself kind of slacking off towards like maybe the middle of the year, like some folks tend to do with their resolutions? No, sure. I'm a 24-7, 365 resolution kind of guy. Uh, I, I live it. I live it and I do it every single day. Um, you know, I think near, uh, resolutions um, are a way for people to feel better about themselves. Um, and, and to start that year off, but you know what, it, like, like Obed said, it's going to be one of those things you have a lifestyle change and you got to do everything, um, you know, set out goals, not just for the beginning of the year, but for the whole year. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I've tried to done some resolutions in the past before I'll admit, I don't always stick with them through the entire time, but I definitely this year though, my, one of my goals is just to try to just save more than spending more. I mean, obviously that should be your goal all the time, yeah. but I'm really going to actually going to try to focus on just, just saving money as much as possible. Maybe not eating out as much, you know, things like that, just wasting money on certain things. So that's going to be my goal. It's really to just, I'm actually going to set a savings goal this year and hopefully I can make that goal by the, by the end of 2019, make that happen for, so, you know, not a bad write thing. It down. Write it down, write it down, write it down. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Good advice there. So kind of guys, let's kind of get into the sports action here. I wanted to start today with the NBA. Um, obviously, we're in full swing now. A uh, couple games recently this week. Um, James Harden uh, with the Rockets has been playing out of his mind. Just the other night, he had another 40 point triple double. I think it was 43 points and another triple double, which has marked his fourth straight game with at least 40 points in that game over uh, the Memphis Grizzlies. Is James Harden, do you think James Harden is the MVP of the league right now, Chris? 
Uh, absolutely not, Sherm. Um, he's in my he's statistic grabbing, and he even come out and said it. Um, he he got to a point in the season after Chris Paul went down to make a point that he was back in the MVP conversation, and it's a very individual me 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 type of thing he's doing. Um, to try to show out and how good he is. Um, for me right now, there are two front runners for the MVP. That is LeBron James, and that is um the the Greek Freak. I mean, what they're doing for their teams, putting them in positions that they weren't supposed to be. Where are the Rockets right now, currently sitting in the West? Um. Um, I mean, yes, if you take James Harden off that team, they're not going to be nearly as as good. But James Harden is, in my opinion, a me-first player, and he's not making the team and the players around him any better. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, Obed, I mean, do you see Harden kind of carrying this team you know, into the playoffs or keep consistently doing what he's doing? Or do you agree with Chris? He's just trying to stat grab. I mean, it's, it's funny, right? It's it's stat grab when James Harden does it. I don't know if I can say the same thing about when Russell Westbrook did it all last year. Were there rebounds that Russell Westbrook really didn't need to be touching? Potentially. Your big man should probably get that rip and kick it out to you. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, if that's what – if they're winning games, then potentially that has to continue, right? That gives them an opportunity to be better. Um, Sherman, you said he had four straight games of 40 points or more. He's had at least 10 straight games of 32 points or more, right? Like, he's out here cooking. But, you know, you look at the field goal percentages, I feel like they could be a lot better, right? His last four, 8 of 19 against the Grizzlies, 10 for 25 against the Pelicans, 11 of 26. You know, that's, he's jacking a lot of shots up, right? So – and probably moonwalking all over the court as he's doing it, uh, as we've seen from his <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, I think if if being the MVP is the guy who uh, jacks up the most points and hits the most most buzzer beaters, then potentially that could be what he might be going for. But, you know, I will talk about who the joke Jokic that kid makes his other players around him better. And that's the kind of thing you need to be looking for. So I definitely agree with Chris that this probably isn't about the team as much as he's like, I'm going to get mine. Uh, and I don't know if this is going to help make the team better or they're going to fizzle out the end. I don't know. We'll see. And yeah, and Obed, you actually just made a couple points I want to touch on. First, Russell Westbrook, the guy's averaging another triple double this season. He could be doing this could be the third season in a row he's going to average a triple double, which That's is in, crazy. which is crazy. Exactly. I, I think he's more of a stat grabber than Harden is. Okay. Um, okay. just because like I said, I like you mentioned about the rebounds. Why is your center? Why is your power forward not getting all those rebounds? Why are you leading the team in rebounds right now? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, he's he's playing great. Don't get me wrong. He's a he's a ph phenomenal player. But right. I feel like I do feel like he's purposely trying to get his stats up. Um, right. back, because that's just me. And you also mentioned Jokic from 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 Denver. Yeah. Um, he had a, he had a triple double in the win over the Knicks last night. Um, I believe the Nuggets are actually in first place in the West above right. the Golden State. Uh, that can't last. I, I was just I was just gonna say I don't think it's gonna last. I mean, do you think Denver is a legitimate contender? In the Western Conference, Chris? I mean, they're playing team ball. Honestly, they're they're a more um, modern-day version of the San Antonio Spurs, to be honest, in my opinion. Um, there is no – I mean, there always is one alpha male, like the Spurs had Tim Duncan, then came over to Kawhi Leonard. Um, you know, I feel like the Nuggets have that in Jokic, but they have such – team chemistry and their depth is what's going to do them well. What's going to end up hurting Denver is what hurts a lot of teams is once that depth gets tested or they got a couple injuries in the playoffs, especially mm -hmm. the rotation in the playoffs dro drops down to maybe six, seven at most, you yeah. know, and then it does become a stars game in the playoffs. So what's going to be interesting to see is what happens in the playoffs. Um, but right now they're a definite contender. Gotcha. Gotcha. And you just mentioned Kawhi. He dropped 45 with a win against the Jazz last night. I believe the Raptors are going to be playing in San Antonio 
pretty soon this week. Um, that's going to be kind of interesting. His return there. How will he be greeted in this in this in the arena? Um, the Raptors. They're I believe they're in second in the Eastern Conference right now. They're still playing well. Uh, I mean, do you, I think I think the Raptors will you know obviously be in the Eastern Conference Finals. But I still think Boston is the deeper than the Raptors. So I think that's why I think Boston's going to come out of the East. But do you think the Raptors have a shot actually to make the finals, Obed? I, you know, it, they they looked really good. And they seem to have really, uh, uh, what's the term I want to use here, rallied around Kawhi. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was concerned going into the season that whatever was happening in San, San Antonio was a adjustment thing of his personality. Maybe he just didn't have the right attitude when he sat out. I'm glad that he saved himself. And then the next time we see him, we're starting to get into the season. He looks like the Kawhi of old. Um, I mean, it's, it's. Like Chris said, it's a stars game at the end of the year. And I, if I if I had played fantasy basketball, I probably would have t- spent whatever draft capital to get a guy like Kawhi because I just know the talent is there. And when you need the when it's on the line, you know he's going to give you 100%. And I think he didn't see San Antonio coming to the table for that because he was willing to do that. Yeah, and I think he's arguably the best two-way player in the game, if not, you know, number two or, or you know I me. Mean, some people say LeBron, some people, whoever it is, but you know he's he's a defensive force. Um, and also, I think you mentioned before um, about Giannis, the Greek freak. He's playing, or I think Chris would be a possible MVP candidate as well. Um, I don't know if you guys saw this last night in the game. I believe it was over the Pistons. If I correct me if I'm wrong here, his dunk he had. I don't know if you guys saw it. I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll like to show it to you guys now. It was phenomenal uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna get, get quick here uh just so jake you guys see this real quick if you guys can see what i'm looking at here yep. just 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 watch the greek freaking action for a second yes. oh. Oh, oh no did he have to get carried did he have somebody to help? Oh. oh no look at this oh, no. oh. i mean oh there goes that man. Oh my goodness, dude. I mean, come on. Uh, sorry, but uh, oh my god, dude, come on. I, I, that is not fair, dude. That's not, it's not because here's the thing. What I and I was gonna say is he's the only one in the league that can probably do that. And now people say, oh, LeBron can do that, KD can do that. They can, they're phenomenal dunkers, but Giannis is so lengthy. Did you see how he far he cocked that ball backwards? Yeah. That because just of his length, that's why he's such a powerhouse. He's playing phenomenal this year. I think Chris is definitely right. He is an MVP candidate. He might be the leading candidate for MVP this year. Uh, I mean, dude, the kid is playing out of his mind. But let me ask you this, Chris or Ben, either one of you guys can jump in here. Do you think Giannis can actually win the MVP in a league where you have LeBron James, in a league where you have Anthony Davis playing? You know, averaging a double double like, like it's nothing. Um, or you know, even if KD or Harden going off for 45 points a night, just because you know, and you know, and then remember, the Bucks are actually in first place in the Eastern Conference right now, which is amazing to me. But I think that's going to drop off. Either one of you guys can jump in here. Do you think Giannis can actually lead and be an MVP candidate for real? I mean, absolutely, Sherman. I mean, it goes without saying, like, the Bucks, even at this point, even if they do drop off, no one would have seen this coming before the year is going. I mean, Giannis, like he said, you know, he someone with that length, that speed, that strength, um, 
it's a wow factor. But you know what? They said the same thing about Dr. J back in the 70s. Same type of length, same type of power, was doing things athletically that no one had seen at that time. Um, You know, Dr. J, though, you know, wasn't on the same level as some of his, you know, counterparts in the league at the time as an overall player. So is he LeBron? Is he Katie? No. But is he enough to carry a team into a first or second place and win an MVP? Absolutely. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if he even needs to carry his team. Like, the, the one thing that I say would put him in the conversation better than some of those other players. They have name recognition, and the stats will be there when they need them. The rest of the team, maybe not so much. But mm-hmm. in the, the sense of Giannis, they have Brooke Lopez stepping out and hitting three balls in that game. They, yeah. They've been great play from Chris Middleton, right? He's got enough guys around him that he could be productive with them, and it could make them all look very good. Like back when uh, the the uh, Thunder had Durant and Russell Westbrook, right? The multiple guys out there that could step up and make a move, make a play, and everybody looks good and keeps everybody in the, the conversation. The mm-hmm. deeper they play into the playoffs, the longer, excuse me, the longer they play as the number one seed in the, in the conference and then into the playoffs, if they can maintain that, I think that says a lot about his opportunity to at least be the MVP. Right. I, I mean, if it comes down to, let's say, uh, guys are winning it just off of stats now, right? Just off of stats. If you can get stats and W's, there's no reason you can't be in the conversation. Yeah, I, uh, I 100% agree with you guys. Yeah, but yeah, he's the guy. He is, he is a Greek freak. He is a freak of nature. He's definitely one of the top five players in the league. And as I go to mention about top five, I don't know if you guys saw a few weeks ago on uh, ESPN's first take, Max Kellerman said that Kevin Durant is maybe or just about a top five player in the NBA. A lot of people had a lot of things to say on there. Stephen A. Smith went off on him. He was on the – even uh, Max Clement came on in the, in the jump or the inside the NBA or whatever it was as well, talking about the same thing. He's maybe a top five player. We're Again, we're talking about Kevin Durant. Right. I think he had LeBron at one, Kawhi at two, AD at three, Giannis at four, and KD possibly at five. I, I just don't see how he can put KD so low. So I guess – I was going to ask you guys, name your top five players in the league right now. Um, For me, it's obviously, I'm going to say LeBron at one. I'm going to say Kevin Durant at two. Kawhi, when fully healthy, at three. AD at four. And then Giannis at five. So it's pretty much the same guys he had, but just a little bit different order. I just can't imagine anyone. And he was saying that KD is, is just barely in that fifth spot, which is crazy to me. Um, Obed, I'll go to you first. Do you have a t- do you guess? Can you name your top five in the NBA right now? So, you know, I got to give it to LeBron. He's keeping an entire roster afloat, an entire organization afloat, but it seems to be status quo for him. So we'll go LeBron. KD is KD's always been an enigma to me, right? Like I remember seeing those old videos of him playing where he would play like Montrose Christian or something like that. Yeah, I, I can't remember where he went to school, but it was like old high school tapes of this guy just grinding, beasting on people. At that one year at Texas didn't even do him justice. Um, I, I would give him the number two, at least for right now, right? I think he's he gives the uh, the um, the uh, why am I forgetting the team he plays right now? The Warriors uh, a little something to look forward to until they get Steph Curry out there and be and he can be the Steph Curry that we remember. Um, Number three, you know, I I do want to say Giannis. I feel like there's there's something about what he brings to the table that, and I think we talked about it on another show that I don't know if he if he left the Bucks where he would go, would he need to do as much as he does there, right? Would they ask him? Would he then just go to be that role positional player like Marcus Aldridge is right now for uh, the uh, the San Antonio Spurs? Right. Um, but I would put him in number three, then Anthony Davis. Uh, 
And then my number five, I might, I might say James Harden. I know he takes a lot of shots. I know he does, uh, he, he does get a lot of work in, right? And I need him to stop traveling. I need, you just, he knows. That he dude's almost more than a flight attendant, bro. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Dude, taking 16 steps. Come on. Right, you know, and I, but I just, I feel like the talent is there. I feel like the talent has been there since he was coming off the bench for OKC. Uh, he just never, I, I think he was not in the right, the right roster, the right role. Uh, he didn't want to be a Jason Terry with the headband coming off the bench. But I, you know, I don't know how long is this sustainable for him. Any of these guys trying to go average a triple double throughout the season is it sustainable for you guys to do that, or does and does it put you in the best spot to win? Got you, got you, Chris. Uh, your top five in the NBA right now. We got. Oh, Ben, I mean, I, I think you've been watching James Harden travel way too much. You got whiplash or something. Your head's not in the right place. You know, what, what's interesting about this inter- uh, comments with Max Kellerman, he's focusing on, if you haven't noticed by looking at his list, guys that are all-around players, two-way players. Everyone on that list, except for Kevin Durant, up until about this year, has mm. been a perennial, you know, first-team or second-team all-NBA defender. So that's what he's focused on. I've got to agree with him on this. Um, to be honest, the only flip-flop I would make is that four and five. My number one, two, and three would go in that order, and I might even slide up Anthony Davis into the number two spot with what he's doing. If the Pelicans weren't such a travesty, Anthony Davis would be the front runner. He's putting up 28 points a game, 12 boards, six assists. I mean, he's putting up freakish numbers, yeah. but he's an absolute garbage team. Yeah, Obviously, right. LeBron at the one, and then, like I said, Kawhi, AD, flip him at two and three. And then KD is at four just because he's probably top two, three all-time leading scores in the NBA. Just perennial pure score, but he's still got a long, long way to go as defensive, you know. And if Steph gets back, like Obed said, to the Steph he is, I would slide Steph in there at that five spot and put KD out. Wow. I mean, yeah, I'll go with you, Chris. KD is one of the greatest scorers this game has ever seen. Um, you know, but in, and you're right. Yeah, defensively, he is somewhat of a liability. He's not as good as those guys. He's definitely not as good as Kawhi or AD. And yeah, I do feel bad for AD. Uh, he needs to be on a better team. There's obviously rumors going around that, will he join the Lakers next season? Now he's got two more years on his contract. I think he, yeah, so he'll be a free agent ending his 2021, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so, uh, but if, I'll tell you right now, Sherm, if Lonzo ball keeps balling out the way he has recently mm-hmm. and Brandon Ingram gets his stock up, I could see a very interesting trade going down between the Lakers and the Pelicans this year. Mark my words on it. My sources are telling me that I'm hearing some things. Me and Stephen A, we got the same sources. Mark my words. <laughs> no sources. Okay, okay. I like it. But dude, I mean, if Anthony Davis and LeBron are on the same squad, uh, oh I know. They're, I mean, the Lakers are going to have to give up a lot to get AD. Let's be honest here. They're going to have to give up Brandon Ingram, like you said, maybe Lonzo, and probably a first-round draft pick as well, too. For AD, it's worth it. Give yes. him the house. <laughs> yeah, but thing, the thing is, can LeBron and AD do it by themselves? Can they get past Golden State all by themselves? You know, don't, come, don't, don't, sleep on, don't sleep on Josh Hart either. Come on now. Come no, on, those guys. Who's been blown out, dude? Rajon Rondo, McGee, Chandler, they have all stepped up their game. I'm telling you right now, you get AD on that team, that is a championship team this year. But hey, remember, don't forget the Warriors. Warriors look like, what are the Warriors going to look like after contracts are up for a lot of these guys, right? They got to decide who they're going to pay and who they're going to let go. We might not see the Warriors as we see the Warriors in the next couple of years when that change happens. As long as LeBron is still playing at that LeBron level, if he doesn't re- uh, go back into just a distributor, bring in some other guys for him to work around and then just 
turn on the LeBron, play off LeBron when necessary. You never know. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. And do, and don't forget, Boogie Cousins is not back for the Warriors yet. <laughs> dude, just wait till he comes back. You're going to have five all-stars in your starting lineup, dude. I mean. Hey, Coach Bryant wasn't the same after an Achilles injury. Don't expect the same Boogie that you're used to. Don't but, expect. But Boogie is a lot younger than Kobe was after his Achilles injury. Remember that. that on Achilles, sure, that does not matter. Age is not a factor, and that that is not one that age fixes. Right? No, I get it. It's it's, it's a devastating injury. Don't I, I totally agree. I get what you're saying, but yeah, we'll see what happens. Oh, and speaking of Kobe Bryant, if you guys saw, this guy's expecting his fourth daughter with his wife Vanessa. Four girls. Might as well give it up or go get IVF, bro. It ain't happening. Dude, he needs to just he needs to just stop doing thing. You know what I mean? Just, <laughs> you got that juju. It's Dude. that juju is coming get you. Dude, the black the black mamba's turning into a second black mama. <laughs> Yo, for real, dude. He he needs to just you know, I don't know. His wife needs to get something under control. But dude, four daughters, I don't know. That dude's wild now. Anyway, let's move let's move on to the NFL. A lot of things happening since the regular season ended this past week. Um, a lot of people getting fired, man. What the deuce? Um, of course, earlier this earlier this year we had Hugh Jackson being fired in Cleveland. After two and a half years, I mean that was that that team was a was a crapshoot. Um, I mean Hugh Jackson, he had to go. Let's face it. I mean he was in his first year he was one and fifteen. Then he went zero and sixteen. Then he went two five and one before him being let go. Greg Williams actually finished the year with the Browns five and three. So he, Greg Williams in eight games had more wins than Hugh Jackson did in two and a half years. To so be fair, to be fair, I just just to cut in, I feel like. We're looking at the team that Sashi Brown built as GM for them in the whole Moneyball feel that he never got to see out into the sunset. Obviously, getting rid of Hugh Jackson as the head coach was definitely a necessary thing, right? Looking at the way they played when he was gone, it's far better. He was just, I don't think he needs to be a head coach. If he's a great offensive coordinator, stick to that, bro. Stay in your lane. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, and we know he went to Cincinnati. Now, who has let go of Marvin Lewis? And I think I said it a few weeks ago on the show. Marvin Lewis will be done after this season. Yeah. I mean, 16 seasons in Cincinnati. He went 131, 122, and 3. And 0-7 in the playoffs. Not a single playoff win in 16 years. And 0-7? I mean, he's only made the playoffs seven times in 16 years. I mean, that's almost 50%. That's almost 50%. Yeah, you know what? Marvin Lewis and Jeff Fisher have a very similar resume. That's all I'm going to say. You're going to get that 8-8. Eight eight. I mean, I don't, I don't particularly know where the Bengals were before he showed up. I appreciate that he at least he at least had a team that was competitive, right? And you, you don't know if this is like being on an uh, you know, NBA uh, East Con- Eastern Conference team when Michael Jordan is playing with the Bulls, right? There, there's When you look at the dynasty teams that were around at the time, like you're not getting past the Colts. You're not beating Peyton Manning. I'm sorry. Even with Carlton Palmer, that was a great try. But unfortunately, Carlton Palmer got injured against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Another powerhouse team that you're not getting by them, and you're not getting by the Patriots. You know what I mean? You'll catch an L from one of the random teams that crept up there, well, you know, the Baltimore Ravens. But I just – I think he was a product of – competitive, good for the time, but he just didn't have the stuff to get over the hump. You can't you can't get over 0-7 in the playoffs. You got to win one of those games. That, that's what I mean. One, yeah, it, it, not even one game. And I just, I, I like I said, I, I knew he was going to be fired this year. Um, also, the Denver Broncos let go of their coach, Van Joseph, after two seasons. Went 5-11 last year, then 6-10 this year. Um, Arizona went let go of Steve Wilkes just after after one season only. Went 3-12. and um, The Jets... Oh, yeah, Jets let go of Todd Bowles after four years. He was record was 24 and 40. He started his first year, he went 10 and 6 and losing records ever since. 
And then the Dolphins uh, fired Adam Gase after three seasons. And the Dolphins are actually looking for their fourth head, fourth head coach in the last 10 years. Perennial and, dumpster you know, fire. You are, 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 is, is the coaching job really, really just not even worth it? And it's just, it's just, it's just not, I feel like it's not even a safe job to even have anymore. I feel like you're always going to be on the hot seat no matter what, Chris. I mean, do you think it's worth it to even become a, a head coach in the NFL these days? I mean, absolutely. You know, I mean, that, that they're, it's one of the most coveted jobs and not just sports, but but in the world. I mean, everyone would love to be a, a head coach in the NFL. Uh, the notoriety comes with the publicity, um, things of that nature, not to the uh, the rising uh, level of income that they are paying the NFL head coaches these days. Um, no, absolutely. You know, but with Sherman, all these, you know, fires, honestly, I think all but two of them were justified. Not, I mean, not just looking at the records, but looking at the way the teams performed in crutch, crutch situations. Pardon me. Um, Steve Wilkes, absolutely. That was a, that was a travesty. I mean, what are the Arizona Cardinals saying uh, as an organization? You know, what focus? What areas are you really going? What are you doing with your with your with your franchise? You like guy after one year, and then really, you know, on on top of that, is Vance Joseph with Denver? I mean, not enough sample size to let them go, but every single one of those completely justified. Um, but you know what? Everyone wants the next, you know. Um, you know, next Sean McVay. Um, you know what Sean McVay is on? You, you can't just pull him out, uh, yeah. pluck him out of the, of the ground. Just expect one. You, you got to grow them. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and I'll agree with you with the Steve Wilkes thing. You give him one year, come on. And you were playing with a rookie QB most of the year. Sam Bradford was not was playing horrible. He got her. They put in Josh Rosen. So I mean, you're playing with a rookie QB. You can't expect much. So you give the guy one year is kind of like, come on, dude. Yeah. I just don't think they liked him. Maybe he wasn't yeah. winning the locker room. Who knows? David yeah. Johnson really wasn't playing that well himself either. You know, uh, I, so I just don't agree with that one at all. But yeah, I think the other ones were pretty much, uh, you know, justified. Obed, I mean. Is there any other ones that, that jobs out of those firings? Is there any job that you think that someone should actually really look to getting a team on these one of these teams and could possibly turn around? I mean, I I feel like looking at the teams, uh, there was some schematic ESPN put up or just a, a graphic of had all the teams, the records of the losing records that they had, and like which te- which opportunities that with open head coaching slots look the most appealing. I don't know if I want the Packers job. That roster is not where it needs to be. I probably would want the Browns job because, like I said, Sashi Brown put together a great roster. Uh, Adam Gates to Miami, I don't want that job. But the the question was, is what are the the firings that I agree with? I agreed with all the firings except for the Arizona firing and the Denver firing. Uh, As far as Vance Joseph, I feel like they need to start pointing the finger at uh, John Elway because he has made some decisions on drafting players, on roster moves, uh, at the quarterback position as well, that has deaded the Denver Broncos. They are not going to be able to, you know, holding on to wide receivers that are in their 30, they're getting to 30 or older and not looking at, like, what the future is going to bring. Um, you know, he's, he's got some guys out there that can help fill out those positions, but – you know, I haven't seen a former quarterback in a position of front office go and find a, a stud quarterback. It's just like you need to bring in people in the front office who know what to do with a roster. When you have a roster, much like, hey, Sean McVay is a great coach. Don't take anything away from him. But yeah. you, you match a, a Sean McVay with a roster of first round and second round draft picks that have been collected over the last four years, he could probably do something. Much the same reason why you would want to go to the Browns because it's a roster of six seven years of first and second round draft yeah pick. if you yeah. just have a good coach out there imagine what could happen yeah cleveland dude cleveland looks they've they're filling off their roster real night baker mayfield looks like to be like he's going to be the franchise quarterback for the browns um i mean miles garrett on the defensive side denzel ward jabril peppers 
you know, Cleveland doesn't look bad, dude. And I said, there seven wins from, from being zero last year. That's a pretty damn good turnaround, if you ask me, you know. And they're a field goal away from actually making it eight wins in that first week against the Steelers. So yeah, there were a lot of games that I felt like the Browns got sandbagged by the NFL. We'd be talking about a 10-win Browns team right now. But that's just me. I, I will keep that uh, minority report Manchurian candidate nonsense to myself. <laughs> I feel you. So let's talk about some playoff games. We got some playoff action obviously happening this, this weekend, starting with Saturday's games. First game is... The AFC wildcard game. We got the Colts and the Texans. It's going to be in Houston. Uh, I'm going Houston with this one. Obviously, Deshaun Watson is playing great. Uh, J.J. Watt on the defensive side. Damian Clowney. I think they've got too much. Now, Andrew Luck has been playing great ball the past six or seven weeks. But I think Houston's just got too much for them on the defensive side uh, for the Colts to overcome. Uh, Chris, Colts and Texans, who are you going to go with here? Um, I'm sure I'm actually going to go opposite, man. I'm going to go Colts. I think Andrew Luck, if he would have came on a couple weeks sooner in this NFL season, we would be talking about him and Patrick Mahomes as going back and forth for NFL MVP. He's been putting up MVP numbers. I honestly think this is a huge, huge turning point in Andrew Luck's career, beating a divisional opponent in the playoffs away. I think the Colts are going to win this one. Okay. I'll bet Colts and Texans. Who are you going to go with? I mean, it's it's tough, right? I can't look at what Deshaun Watson has done, what that defense behind them has been able to do. But what with Andrew Luck back at the helm, the Colts look completely different. And the fact that they finally spent the money and gave him an offensive line. I don't know how many dropbacks he had through there, or how many games straight of dropbacks that he just did not get sacked that mm-hmm. has made the difference. Like, keep him yeah. upright. And he made some bonehead plays in their, in their closeout game against the Tennessee Titans. I'm not even going to take that away from him. I don't know what was going on up there. But yeah. I, I just – I have a feeling that the Colts are going to play. Um, it's tough playing, you know, playing against a team three times, but I think they're up for the stuff. Yeah, Marlon Mack has been running the ball really well for the Colts. Um, he's he's too. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been they've been doing well. But uh, all right, so you're going with them. Um, the NFC game for Saturday: is Seattle at Dallas. You know, I actually want to go Seattle here, but just because in, because it's in Dallas, I think Dallas will come out with the victory. Um, Obed, do you can can you see Cowboys finally getting another big time playoff win here, or you know, are they gonna fold like they usually do? I mean, I think I don't know if they'll fold, but I don't see them winning this game. I, I do see Seattle. These are two very similarly matched teams. The only difference is that I trust the wide receiver core for the Seattle Seahawks far more than I do for uh, the Dallas Cowboys. If mm-hmm. If Doug Baldwin is going to be making plays like he was making the last game of the season, yeah, okay, I'm yeah, come on, these they, there's it's hard to beat a hot Seattle team. Now their head coach might get in the way. Their their defense has actually surprisingly been pretty good for not being the Legion of Boom anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I feel like Dallas could be overmatched. They they've been they've had some gutsy wins. They've had some gutsy. This is a this is the Dallas team that I think that that's what they paid good money for. Uh, but I got Seattle taking this one. Chris, Cowboys and Seahawks, who would you take? Honestly, I was going to go Seahawks on this, Sharon. They were my sleeper for the Super Bowl. But I'm telling you, the way the Cowboys came back in that fourth quarter in that last game, keeping their starters in there, having an emotional win against the Giants, um, on top of having Zeke Elliott sitting on that game. So he's going to have some rest leading into this. Being at home, it's going to be – that's going to be – Jerry World over there is going to be rocking, Sherm. I think I think they get their first home win in God knows how long, and they're going to pull this game out. Okay, okay. Um, going on to Sunday's games, uh, first one in the AFC, Chargers at the Ravens. I'm going Chargers all the way now. I know the Ravens have coming off a big one, making the playoffs. 
winning that division. You know, their their defense is playing great, but you know, Chargers are a sleeper pick for the Super Bowl. Uh, I gotta go Chargers, even though it's in Baltimore. I mean, think Philip Rivers has been balling this year. Keenan Allen's been balling. If Melvin Gordon is, oh, the, the key is if Melvin Gordon is gonna be 100% healthy, that's gonna be a very big key. I think he got banged up again that last game, which that game meant nothing. I'm surprised they didn't sit him. Uh, I'm gonna go Chargers, Chris. Chargers and Ravens. Who would you take? Funny enough, the Chargers actually have the best away record of any team in the NFL this year. And, you know, basically they don't even have a home. They're always playing away with, right. with their situation. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I don't think this matters at all. You know, Lamar Jackson has been great, but this is going to be tough for him. A rookie quarterback, first time mm-hmm. um, in the playoffs. You know, it's going to be really difficult. Like you said, the Chargers have been balling. I, I got this one. And they're probably, I think they're going to actually win this one pretty handily, 10 points. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Obed, Chargers and Ravens. Yeah, I mean, I like this kind of things I've been seeing from uh, from Lamar Jackson. I just see, I don't think it's sustainable for you to have him averaging 17 to 20 rushes a game. Not like completely useless John Brown because he can't make that pass. He can't hit those numbers. Um, you know, if this is if this is what counts for Heisman Trophy winners, or this is what counts for like phenoms coming out of the out of college, I I will pass. I need somebody to get under center. I want to run power eye. I want you to go show me a five step, seven step, ten. I want you to show me the quarterback position. And you're not going to get it done with Melvin Ingram breathing down your neck, Joey Bosa coming at you. And if Hunter Henry plays, mm. you cover whoever you want. I will take a fresh and healthy Hunter Henry. will go out there and get 102 tugs. Uh, let's go, Chargers. Let, let's go, Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> that Chargers. Yeah. yeah, I like it, dude. I think, I think they're going to take this one easy. I think I'm going to say, like, 21 10 something like that 10 to 11 12 point range as chris said um the other the last game of the wild card weekend eagles and bears i'm going bears on the way i mean that defense is so legit bro i mean yo i mean khalil mack obviously leading the way um i'm going bears all the way i think this is one and remember Foles is kind of banged up they said he bruised some ribs i think in that last game against the redskins uh if they get to him there's no way the Eagles had a standard chance if they knock Foles out. If the Bears knock Foles out of this game, I don't know if Wentz will be suiting up or not. I mean, just in case there's like an emergency role. But uh, I'm going Bears all the way in this one. I see the Bears winning this one. If Trubisky plays well, I see them winning this game. I don't know, 30 to 13. You know, uh, I'll bet Bears and Eagles. Who would you go with in Chicago, mind you? You know, monsters in the midway are about to show themselves and win a playoff game. I, I, I mean, I just the NFC is a strange, strange conference where parity reigns supreme. Anybody can go and represent in this in the uh, Super Bowl. And what does does that speak to the teams actually being good organizations with good rosters that are here to stay, or they just got hot when they needed to? Um, and I think if, if it's about Philadelphia was hot last year. I don't know if Philly's hot this year. Uh, Chicago, like you said, that defense is going to come get you They're They are running some great RPO with a very quick running Mitch Trubisky. Uh, true Cohen's hard to cover. Jordan Howard is back off the milk box. He's, he's, he's alive again. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I could see them winning this handily at Soldier Field. Yeah. Chris bears and Eagles. Who'd you go with here? Fly Eagles fly. I'm telling you there, there is something about St. Nick in the playoffs um this guy this guy is a starter for the philadelphia eagles sherman is nine and two nine and two there's something away 
about this team and the way they rally around him, the way the offense just seems to seamlessly, seamlessly flow with this guy. I mean, it's honestly something magical to watch. On top of it, he's not playing just for this year and for what he's – he's playing for next year, Sherm. Yeah. He, wants, yeah. he wants that starter money. As yeah. my, you know, and here's the crazy thing. Do you know if he makes it to the Super Bowl again this year Not you know, and wins? Let, let's say he gets to the Super Bowl and wins again. Mm-hmm. He's in rare air company of back-to-back Super Bowlers. We're talking Tom Brady, Joe Montana, mm-hmm. Terry Bradshaw. I mean, you, you, you got to put Nick Foles in the Hall of Fame if he gets to the Super Bowl at this point. Something about this guy, and even though I agree with everything you said, the Bears defense, best in the league this year, Khalil Mack, you know, defensive MVP, should be in the running for MVP, let's be honest. Um, but I'm telling you, something about St. Nick. I, I, it's going to be a close one, but I'm telling you, they're going to win 27-24. But can, do you think he's the same when facing a defense like the Bears? Can he be this then this savior like they've, they've had in the past? I mean, because remember, the Bears play fast on defense, dude. I mean, he did, he did last year to the playoffs with the Vikings for everyone. I mean, I mean, last year the Vikings had the best defense in the league. Let him up. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa. They played the Vikings without Sendejo in the back of the secondary. He got injured and missed most of the game, right? They have He was out of that game. The element of surprise is what the Eagles have. You spend all year watching Carson Wentz. And when this guy shows up, Nick Foles, very rarely have you seen someone who can make all the throws and feel as confident in a, an offense as him. Like, it is uncanny. He looks like... He looks like Joe Flacco back on his Super Bowl run, and they were just like comparing Joe Flacco to Joe Montana. But we have to keep in mind who we're talking about here. Back then, we were talking about Joe Flacco. Now we're talking about Nick Foles. This guy is not a starter in this league. This guy comes in and on a third and three when you're expecting them to to do a draw play. He throws a nine and two. Nine and two would tell me different. Nine and two would tell me different. Yeah, but let him, let him go. Let him go Super Bowl winning MVP. But let him go an entire season and then do this, okay? Yeah, and we're gonna see. This is the problem. I can't crown people for small sample sizes with great outcomes, right? There's that all of the things came in the line for it to work fine. Great. It did not look like it was working in the preseason. Not at all. He looked very bad. And then thank God he got hurt and they put Sudfeld out there to just throw air bombs all day long. And people forgot that Nick Foles looked like ass. When Foles an MVP can't throwing 25 touchdowns and two interceptions only a mere three years ago. Oh, are we, are we, I mean, I'm, not, I'm, just I, I'm telling you, I don't buy it. I'm telling you as he, I just don't buy it. Yeah, I, I want to see him. I want to see him. Let's say, you know, let's say they do well, go to, you know, make a run of the playoffs. He gets started. He goes to a new team, gets that starter money. Let's say he start. I want to see him start 16 games in a row next year and then see what happens and see where he takes them. You know what I mean? And see what, see what his numbers look like. Now, I'll obviously. Take, I'll take $100. He's not 8-8. Eight eight. I'll take $100. I'll, he's not 8-8. For, for this game, I will take Nick Foles in the playoffs over Mitch Trubisky. That's all I'm going to say. No, I, I'm not. Is he better than Mitchell Trubisky? Yeah, probably. But he's out I don't of know. I don't know about that. Mitch is going to come out there, and Mitch is going to at least orchestrate what he's doing. And we have not seen Mitch's upside yet because Mitch's is, what's his second year? Yeah. Right? Like, we don't know what Nick Foles has been how long in the league. Six years now? Seven years now? Something like that? Yeah, yeah with a ring and an MVP. Uh, like, there's a lot of there's a every, good, every, they're having a ring and a Super Bowl MVP. People get Super Bowl MVPs all the time. It doesn't make them one of the best players in the league. Oh, I never. Whoa, whoa. 
the, the question here wasn't whether he was one of the best players in the league. That wasn't the question. The question is who we have in this game. And if it comes down to a game where it's going to be close game and you need a quarterback to win you a game, I'm taking Nick Foles over Mitch Trubisky all day long. But I'm taking the Bears' defense over Mitch Trubisky and over Nick Foles before I'm taking them. So I'll tell you right now, because that defense is, is so They have Khalil so Mack breathing down your neck. But Khalil yeah. Mack is definitely the decision, the difference maker. Yo, they can do so many other stuff. things on defense now because everybody wants to know where Khalil Mack is going to be. Mm-hmm. Foles will be shook. I and mean, he, he may he see on Cleo Mack, he's gonna be running running for his life, dude. <laughs> He'll have a duty stain by the third quarter, I guarantee. <laughs> oh, facts. And <laughs> Foles we trust. And we have this show next week, gentlemen. I'll be accepting all your apologies. If Foles we trust Pittsburgh, not the entire state of Pennsylvania. You have to pick one. <laughs> yeah. Foles we trust. Uh, and this I'm a Steelers fan. I'm a dire Steelers fan, but I'll tell you right now, I, in Foles, I trust. All right. All right. All right, guys. So, all right. So, um, obviously, that's the game for this weekend. So, last game I wanted to talk, last thing I wanted to talk about is, the, obviously, the college football national championship game coming up this, well, this Monday, I believe. Number two, Clemson. Number one, Alabama. Once again, for the third time in the last four years. Uh, pick time, real quick. I'm going Bama. Tua, whether it's Tua, whether it's Jalen, you, you can't go. I mean, like, I feel like you can't go against Bama here. Undefeated once again, running the table, just mowing over people. Chris, uh, Bama, Clemson, who you got? I'm going, I'm going Dabo and Clemson all day, baby. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Dabo with Dabo? I like it. I like it. Oh, my gosh. I need to hashtag that. <laughs> I'm serious. Sure I need my credit, son. There's a chat somewhere with that man dabbing. Copyright. Copyright. <laughs> you heard it here first, America. <laughs> uh, Obed, Clemson, Bama, who you got? <laughs> I, You know, so I didn't go to a school that had college football. And so I never really had it. I would get, didn't come to I didn't come to America until like 1994, right? That that time I was just like, oh, Nebraska seems to be a fantastic college football team. I don't know where they disappeared to, but go Huskers. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I gotta say Alabama just is just the machine. I mean, just the machine. You, you you think you've got them dead, and then they flip a switch, and all the pieces come back together, and you're fighting them Frankenstein all over again. Um, yeah, I got. I mean, I give it to Alabama. I think they've just there, I don't know if uh, Riley, the uh, OC from um, OU, is making the kind of money that uh, Nick Saban is making. Uh, yeah. You know, but but Nick Saban, what you get for Nick Saban is a true product. I don't know what Riley's going to look like with with his team now. He doesn't have Baker Mayfield or whatever. Uh, but yeah. But I, I, I Kyle Murray, Kyle Murray. Um, at, but I, I, I gotta give it to Bama. I feel like they're just a machine. And they, they. One thing I've noticed about Alabama, I, don't know if I can finish on this. Uh, they don't have to worry about filling holes on their team. People, everybody, every kid wants to go play for Alabama, so they can just go out and pick and choose these little morsels to sprinkle across the team, and then you just like. While other teams are trying to fill holes, and that's what my, my credit to Dabo Sweeney for creating a powerhouse there at Clemson. Uh, even though they did have stars all the time coming into the league, he created a powerhouse that is the only team that could actually go and face against Alabama. But I got Alabama winning. Yeah, I mean, um, now they and they washed Oklahoma in that semifinal game. Um, Lincoln Riley, you know, he he's led there. He's led Oklahoma to two straight college football playoff games. But I mean that was that was just so wild. Bama looked so so good as they always do, 
And you mentioned, you know, how coming off a kind of a, a close game, how they can really find a way to win, like they did against in the SEC title game against Georgia. That game was so close. That game came down to the wire. And then the next thing you know, next week, you see him blow out Oklahoma. It's like it's crazy to me how just good this team really is. And Nick Saban, you know, is doing just amazing things there. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I'm going to say Bama. I mean, I'm going to say 27-20 Bama. I don't know if Chris, you want to put a score on it at all, Chris. I, I think we're forgetting that, that Clemson's defensive line, by the numbers, maybe one of the best defensive lines of all time in college football. Yeah. Possibly four first rounders. Yeah. I mean, Tua is amazing. He's on, obviously a Heisman candidate, but you're you're forget he's coming off of a high ankle sprain, and yes, he looked great. 20, 24 for twenty seven in that game was blowing them up. But he was playing a big 12 defense. Wait until those guys on the Clemson line get after him. And if they get after him and get at his ankle, you know, I believe Jalen Hurts, obviously a, a very capable backup, was a starter, won them a national championship in Alabama. But I'm telling you, do not sleep on that defensive line and their cornerbacks long, lengthy for Clemson. I, I'm sticking with my pick of Clemson winning it. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be a lot lower scoring than you think. I think it's going to be something along the lines of 20 to 17 Clemson. Now, big. You mentioned it really quick. The Clemson D line is Dexter Lawrence going to be playing in this game because he had to sit out the game against Notre Dame. That's very a- interesting point because the NCAA has not ruled on that. They just threw him out for the last game. There's no word on that, and and, and I don't I don't know what's going to happen with that. That is going to be a key though. Yeah, that if he's not playing, that's gonna that's definitely going to change things. Um, so you say 2017 Clemson. 2017 Clemson. Okay, I'll bet real quick. Do you want to put a score on your with your Alabama pick? 34-27 Alabama. All right, all right, all right, cool. All right, guys, well, that's the time we have today. I appreciate you guys being here. Um, happy New Year once again to you guys. Um, anything, any final words? No? All right, cool, I like it. All right. Short <laughs> <laughs> and sweet, we already said it all. All right, good. See you guys next time. Peace, guys. Take care, see you guys. In fools I trust. <laughs> Peace. <laughs>